before we start the show, I want to let you all know the views, opinions, beliefs, and statements expressed are not necessarily those of 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly. They are, in fact, of the host, guest, and or caller. 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly hold no responsibility for the validity and or accuracy of information. Now with that out of the way, here we go. I'm your show host, Jonathan Joestar Beltran, and here with me in the studio... I'm Christian Wiseman. So, welcome to your Backdoor Anime Hangout. We're actually going to be talking about con coverage with Anime Los Angeles 15, you know, their 15th con- convention. So, we're just here. It's the two of us, because we're the ones who were covering it as press media. This was all the way over at Ontario, believe it or not. Not Los Angeles. Again, but you know, but isn't the Los Angeles ish area? Yeah, I, 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 you know, it was still in the viewing market. Yeah, so yeah, it, you, it fits. If you, if you could go to LAX and yeah. fly all the way to Ontario, then uh, it's, yeah. it's in the viewing market still. So, yeah, yeah, I will concede to that. I shall concede to that. However, location doesn't matter because whatever you want to ha- celebrate your anime fandom, you celebrate it yep. wherever you can. So we go there. It's our second time to give you guys some context to what our experience is and where it's coming from. And I'll be very honest. I am more than pleasantly surprised, and it I, it only grew more and it being my appreciation for this convention yeah uh for me after my first year of attending anime no anime <laughs> los yes that's right that's right anime los angeles yeah yeah um my first year after attending anime los angeles i just fell in love with the convention i loved every single aspect of it it's, yeah. it's the small town convention and a little bit of a larger setting plus the amazing ribbons that you can try to collect and or I'm sorry not collect collects the wrong word try to hoard like a dragon trying to hoard a bunch of jewels and it's so much fun mm-hmm. especially when you see people how many ribbons they can collect literally hundreds of ribbons where they can stretch from the from the third floor the second floor of the convention center all the way down to the floor and down the hall yeah uh, allow me to say like to give you guys an idea of how the ribbon system works you get a badge with your convent with your convention because that's the usual thing. Yeah. And Everybody so just badges. Right, right. And so what they did is just implement the ribbon system where you could actually apply the aforementioned ribbons to your badge and then just keep putting it putting it on and then showing it not only just as a badge as a con uh con attendee, it's a badge of honor. It it really is. It really is. Yeah. And um the way you can get ribbons it varies. There's a few people that 
do ribbon trades. They have a ribbon gotcha, ribbon uh, plinko, and also uh, a few of the people, random people, just give out ribbons for different challenges that, that they have you do. Mm-hmm. There's ribbon games out there, and there's a handful of people that also sell ribbons when you buy like merchandise from them. I, I mean, I, I want to ask you, what was one of your favorite ribbon challenges? Um, besides gambling. Besides gambling. <laughs> Um, there was two this year that I, I liked. Um, I'm not sure if, and they're all, they're both meme Super meme Right, right, right. Um, so for the memes, if you, if you know the meme where the dude and the butterfly, he goes like, is this or yes. something? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had to do that, uh, this time with, is this a meme? No, 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 we, the, the thing was, is this a ribbon? Yeah. So we had to do the whole thing with the dude, and like, is this a ribbon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how With their hands challenge. extended yeah, out to out, to the trying ribbon. to grab the ribbon in your hand. <laughs> actually, so that was fun. it actually shows the the silhouette mm-hmm. of the of the meme himself and a ribbon actually going to his hand. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And t- real quick, two more challenges that we had to do. Right. Um, we had to do. Uh, if you're familiar with Kingdom Hearts, King Mickey's in there, Mickey Mouse. And in our best Mickey impression, we had to say, did somebody say, uh, did somebody mention the door to darkness? <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Can you so, do that right now? Oh, um, well, I didn't have to do the Mickey impression. Um, a friend, an, a mutual friend who yeah. works at Disney right. um, did the impression and gave me the ribbon. Oh, but, wow. Okay. Uh, so I didn't have to do it, but wow. it was cool to watch the person do it. And they, since they work at Disneyland, they pretty much had the Mickey Mouse impression. Right, right, so right. So I didn't have to do that one. But the one I did have to do um, was another one that was voice-related. Okay. Um, and that was with um, if you, My Hero Academia present Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, his thing is he always goes, yeah, boy, or something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. So I had to, as for long as I can, but not as loud as I can because I got in trouble for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can... Cool, I have to go, yeah, boy. Yeah. And get the ribbon that way. And so you cause a disturbance. Not really disturbance. Um, I can hold, I was able to hold it decently long. You want to demonstrate for us? If I must. Yeah. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. You, you I'll, gotta, I'll play along. I'll play along. Okay, you got to You got to give yourself some distance, though. Well, it wasn't loud. Oh, okay. No, okay. Because I, as loud, if I did as loud as it could, it meant they would get in trouble. Right. Yeah. So I just did a regular volume. Okay. And just held onto the note. Go. Yeah, boy, something like that. <laughs> Wow, I can't it was believe probably you. a little bit longer. I can't believe you actually added in the boy. <laughs> that, well, that's what they said to say. Okay, so that's, I was following the rules of the um, folks that are giving away the ribbon. I don't right. remember him ever saying "yeah, boy." Though that's the only problem. Well, they, I just remember him going "yeah." I mean, we're it, this is all memes, you know? I, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got my ribbon, and. Um, there's a few other ones that happen. I have to do some weird dances, and I still don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I just had an idea for what to do. Um, yeah. Next year for a, a ribbon challenge. Ooh, you want to save it for the end of it? Want to yes. save? Okay, because we're in the development of our own ribbons, and yes. don't worry, 
It will come. It will come. I, I figured there some. I had to do a weird dance for mine. For okay. One of them. Yeah. And I'm thinking a weird dance would be another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is a which is a pretty it's like a bad but good movie. There's a dance in there called Time Warp. There's so, a ribbon for that. No. Oh. That could be our ribbon. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Let's yes. Do the time warp again. Oh my gosh! Yes. That'd be great. Oh my gosh! We sh- we should do that. We we already gave one. We have many more coming soon. <laughs> we have many more coming soon. So that that'll be fun. We might be able to just like do like people do, just set up at a table. Yeah. And tell people our challenge is you have to do the time warp dance. Yeah, exactly. We'll bring a, a good Bluetooth speaker though. So oh, yeah, dude, sound. I got you covered. I got you covered. I got my Bose Mini Sound Link. Oh. I got you covered. We're not sponsored by them, but I love me some of those, you know, products. Anyways, uh, I also want to mention one of my favorite ribbons was uh, uh, when they asked me, oh, yeah, so what was the longest time you've ever stayed at your house? And I told them two weeks. And Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. There has to be a story behind this. Well, you see, uh, this was a time when I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, uh, I didn't have any mode of transportation. I was flat broke. So I basically... Yeah. I guess bus wasn't a possibility because you're flat broke? Yeah, basically. I, all, I ha- all I had, because I spent my money on food, was uh, sweet potatoes, kale, onions, oil, and salt. I spent that. And I basically used all that for a reserve. You poor thing. I know. And then I got my ribbon that says full hikikomori, which in Japanese it means you're a shut-in. <laughs> so <laughs> I I am proud to Oh, say yeah, no, you was a shut-in, all right. I was a very healthy shut-in. I'll, I'll let you know on that. It's almost bordering meat status. I know, right? Almost. I know, right? Except I eat actually good food. Yeah, so just know that even if I were a shut-in, I eat the healthiest food in there out of obligation because I need to make sure I survive. I can I can see that. Yes, yes. And so those were some of the ribbon challenges that we had to go through. Others, Christian basically gambled. He played Plinket, Plinkle, Plinketto. Plinko. Plinko. You, you, you know what Plinko is, right? Yeah. I, the I the just Price is Right? Yeah. I only watch anime. Apparently, you don't know America's favorite game show game. What is America? Anyway, anime Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I keep forgetting we're in Los Angeles. Anyways, (laughs) it it was you know they did a lot of uh, gachapon and plinkos at the ribbon repair station, so it was pretty cheap. Uh, Twenty five cents got you a. one time spent on the gachapon machine, so I got a few times of that. And then for a dollar, you got a Plinko chip, so right. you, which would range from one ribbon up to three ribbons. Right, right, right. And so it was it was kind of addicting, as gachapon tends to go, mm-hmm. and especially ribbon gachapon, uh, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And part of that is they also had a ribbon trade system, like a wonder trade, uh, like similar to Pokemon. Um, so what you would do is you would bring in a ribbon, leave it there, 
and come back in about 30 minutes, you get a brand new ribbon. Oh. Ribbon. Um, and that's that works like if you get that same ribbon already, you can like re- trade it out with somebody else. Ah, things like that. I see. And um, you can also get ribbons for donating ribbons. Hmm. So there's different tiers of donating ribbons. And if you donate a certain tier, you get a certain ribbon. Okay, okay. How do they measure the tiers? Um, they have something like one ribbon, five ribbons, ten ribbons, so on and so forth. Okay. Different things like that, different milestones that you have to reach. Right. Um, they also have different stamps that you can collect for different like different ribbons. And a, a lot of different things, that different internal games were built into the conventions. That way, if you're not a, con- a panel goer, you have something you can do. I see. Okay. Wait, can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Which as, like, if, if you're not a con goer. Yeah, if you're not a panel goer, um, like you know, I tend to go a lot to to a lot of panels, and if going to panels really isn't your thing, uh, with the amount of games that are put in place at ALA, there's pretty much something for everybody. You know, oh yeah, that's so true. That's so true, and, and not only that, like uh, outside of panels, there are um, activities that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like they have. Like, standard with other conventions, they would have anime viewing rooms where you could just chill and watch that in a dark room. I watched Late Night Overlord yeah. with people, which was amazing. Oh, tell me that experience. I was just watching Overlord with people. It's just great. Oh, okay. Because like, I always have, like, the vibe where, like, you're you're in a group of people who actually know and love the series Watch mm-hmm. again and enjoy the laughs. And sometimes people that don't even know the series and it's their first time ever seeing the anime. Oh, okay. Uh, they had uh, they had rewrite it on the screen in there, and it was my first time watching it. Even though we did do the review on it, like a mini review on it, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing anything at a convention. That's a good spot to go to, the anime viewing rooms, because you're always going to watch something great with some people. Oh, yeah. And get some laughs at it, too. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and not only that, I also think uh, there are also other activities outside of, like, anime viewing rooms, too. I know in the convention there were anime foam fights. The thing is, it's usually more outside, and it's mm-hmm. cold. <laughs> oh, it was cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I I wanted to do it, at the same time, like, uh, I don't want to freeze. Yeah, they had that at the uh, um, the tennis courts, I believe. Yeah, At yeah. the Gateway Hotel, which is yeah. across the street from the, the main convention center. Right. And um, over there, they also had a few other demonstrations, some workshops. Yeah. As well as they had a formal ball. Yeah, and you attended that one. Yes. Uh, my first since – so we hoteled this year. And this was our first time ever hoteling. Yeah, to ALA. So um, with that, we had a chance to go to more of the nighttime events that happened at places. Right. So I had a chance to dress up and go to the formal ball, and it was pretty cool. Um, In more ways than one. Tell me what the atmosphere was like in there. Okay, it was cold because it was was an an outdoor venue. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, They have like little shades in the windows that are like – Covered up a little bit, I but see. It, was, it was still an outdoor window. I see. Having said that, though, it was still a nice atmosphere. Um, there were so many people around. It was a pretty packed venue. Um, they didn't have any drinks or, you know. Alcohol. Like, yeah, I, I kind of wish they did. Mm. Um, and I would have paid, I gladly paid for a drink at a, a function like that. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, they had a lot of water they gave out, which, you know, 
it's all right, I, I guess. You, you have a lot of younger people here too, so right. They don't want to. Didn't want to impose an age limit, which is understandable. Right. Um, but it was a pretty, pretty cool event, mm. and um, being able to go there and see people actually ballroom dance a little bit. Then some people just did regular dance and things like that. Um, it was, listen, this is fun. Great time socializing people. People came in their formal attire. Oh, okay. Um, I came in in a full suit as well because they had they the, the dress code was strictly enforced. Really? Um, yeah. If if you didn't have like a formal attire cosplay, or maybe even like a little military dress suit type oh, cosplay. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, if you're not cosplaying a suit or a dress, you wasn't gonna wasn't getting in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You know, because it's a formal ball. You have to right. look nice for that event. Right, right. Because that's that's part of the environment. Mm -hmm. And we have a handful of pictures on our Facebook page right now. If you go ahead and take a look at Otaku Hourly on Facebook. Um, and we're still going through a lot of our pictures. We took over 700, 700 pictures of the entire event. Oh, so yeah. We're still coming through what we want to put up on our Facebook pages. But keep a lookout on that. Mm -hmm. And they'll be slowly edit, uh, so edited. They'll be slowly uh, uploaded as we get a chance to edit and, you know, just a few minor corrections to our pictures. Right, right, and mainly due to lighting and whatnot. Yeah. And you know what? It, when you mention about just in terms of, like, late-night events as well as some alcohol, I did attend the nighttime fashion show. Nice. That, that was organized by one of the press people in... Anime Los Angeles I Trinity. To, I have to ask, did they have alcohol at that event? Yes, they did. All right, I should have gone with you then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, well, <laughs> I, well, I invited you, and you're just like, no, nah, I'm tired. I, I'm well, just going to. I, I was, though. Yeah, because the thing is, the I one who. Mm, I would have fallen fallen over if I went down the steps. I know. Still, it was really nice because uh, one of the people who hosted there, his his usual shindig is. Telling the people, especially like during intermission where he says, tip your local bartenders because, man, they work hard to make this night festive. And let me give you an idea of what it looks like. Imagine a room, uh, like a mid-sized room where it can fit about like 100, 150 people, mm -hmm. somewhere around that. And basically think of it as like a giant U where in the middle of that U, there's a... There's a place where the audience can sit. And it's all dimly lit with like a really warm light that's not too imposing or it doesn't reveal too much. It's just there for the sake of atmosphere. And the runway is literally the aforementioned U where they start off on the right side, they go down, they cross behind the la like the last row of people. Mm -hmm. They stop there. They go up another row opposite to where they started. They go up the stage, and then they basically show off their fashion. All right. Yeah. And for what it is, uh, I I think it was a good change of pace. It's very intimate, like, from the usual, oh, yeah, there is a middle stage in here. This is where they're going to show off their fashion. This one's more along the lines of a, kind of like a communal fashion show and for what it is i think i enjoyed it i think i enjoyed it it's a definitely change of pace uh 
maybe a little bit more, what do you call it, more energy. I mean, I did see uh, the host drink, and some of the people in the audience are like, hey, man, chug that drink. Chug that drink. And the Andrew, and Andrew, the host of it all, was like, you know, I'm here to promote tipping your local bartenders and safe drinking. <laughs> How dare you guys? And the audience kept going like, chug, 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 chug. And you just see him submit to the audience request. So he chugged it. So he chugged it. So it was intimate. And it was very communal. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I think as me, for me, as I was uh, taking photographs, I would like a little bit more, I, I guess, like, you know, backlighting and whatnot. Still... It's a nice, it's a nice change of pace. Wait, wait, like backlighting, so you can see the pictures, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, environment still... like that—that's what a flash is for. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, it'll just be a matter of uh, checking with the people, of like, hey, is it okay if I do this? And yeah, that's right. that's my shtick. Um, talking about other eighteen plus things, Christian, you yes. and I attended an eighteen plus thing with the one and only Todd Habercorn. Yes. Um, that was an amazing and interesting panel. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of the panel was Inappropriate Stories to Say with People Over the Age of 18 Plus. Mm-hmm. And as it sounds, there was a lot of inappropriate stories. Right. Um, he started off with, you know, dirty jokes. Uh, like one-off jokes, kind of like. Yeah. Um, I could, like, you know jokes about anatomy and things like that mm-hmm. and it it was uh, it was pretty good it was hilarious yeah 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 and then after we finished some of those and we come back to those every so often mm. we'd move on a little bit to you know Todd Habercorn he's a voice actor and he said he's did a lot of ebooks yeah audio uh, audiobooks and part of that is you know you get some of everything when you're doing an audiobook mm-hmm. and there's a genre um, where it's pretty much like porn books, right? So he learned. He said he learned all types of different ways you can describe uh, describe a penis. Right, right. It's and very sensual vagina. It's very sensual fo- vocabulary. Yes, hmm. and so what happened is he ended up reading some of the. More weirder ways of describing those certain pieces of anatomy and the actual action of intercourse. Yes. What were some of your favorite lines? Oh. I um, I know some of mine, personally. um, Let's see if I can remember exactly one. Um, May I interject? Yes, you can. I was, like, uh, she was, she was biting on my... Dick like a piranha uh, to a corn dog. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> that was so um, great. <laughs> and just more weird stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There was something about a potato chip. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the contents, the the exact. Well, I know the context. Yeah. But banging. The yeah, it was the way it was writ worded with yeah. this potato chip, and um. Something like something else random, mm-hmm. but they the way people write these type of books, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I get it. It's, it's probably difficult to find out different words to describe different actions. Yeah. So they just make shit up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. And of course. That's, that was some of the greatness of his panel. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's like exploring more of, like, how dirty uh, human beings can really yeah, be. Yeah, And he, I, I think one of my favorite points in that, or rather moments in that panel was when he showed the watch mojo video of like some of the top 10 oh, dirty before scene. you get there can we back up a little bit though yes what's up um so before we watched that video which was amazing right we also talked about different laws oh we right talked about different yeah, laws yeah, that yeah. involve intercourse and whatnot yeah we found out that in the state of california it is illegal to sell sex uh, toys about 300 feet from a highway. Oh, yeah. And to give you a little bit of perspective, um, the uh, convention center is within 300 feet of a highway. Yeah. So I guess cosplay deviants, their booth was illegal. Oh, right, right, right. Yet that also makes them punks. It makes them cool. Exactly. You know? And, yeah. and there's a few other 18-plus exhibit hall items. You're telling me that... A body pillow is illegal? Yes. Oh, God. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that real quick. But this, this video, this what about vid- this video? This video is basically Watch Mojo's top ten list of some of the dirtiest scenes or the raunchiest scenes that could be put into movies and whatnot. And, of course, we see some of the, fun, like, some of the more unusual picks, like one about – Chucky and then Lady Chucky actually doing it. Then there was yeah, they, mo- they were using rubbers. Yeah, they were using rubbers. <laughs> now you're probably wondering, how does this have to do with anime? Don't worry, it's hosted by Natsu from Fairy Tale. That's why. The thing Pretty is, much. yeah. The thing is, there was a moment in there where the video, intentional or unintentional, started getting buggy. Like it started skipping. Like a disc, like a really scratched up disc. So you see the film or the video acting up as if it were like jilted, as if it were stop motion, except a little bit more frenetic. And, and the actual audio was perfect. Yes. So it, I, it makes me wonder. I kind of think it was just kind of more staged somewhat. Mm-hmm. But then. During every panel, did the same thing, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Could just be his download that he used. Probably, probably. If it were a download, I'd be more impressed because it's he still got away with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, what? Regardless, I really enjoyed that. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it just it just made for an all around funnier time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And you know what? I I also want to add in uh, one of the things that he did was uh, he actually asked the audience to not record it, and because his his um uh, his backing for that is just you guys pay for the con. Why should any? Why should someone else like like sitting on their butts who didn't pay for the con enjoy the content that you you earn? Yeah, and it's more of an experience. Exactly. So which is more. Which is pretty much what a convention is. You're you're paying for that experience. Exactly. Involving a, you know, Mm -hmm. just an all-around fun time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, even though, for example, what we do as press, you know, we cover our conventions, Mm -hmm. 
we, we do our recording. We take our pictures. We take our notes. Do our interviews. Mm. But we still make sure we're having a good experience. Oh, a good yeah. time doing it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, th- th- I appreciate Todd for saying, you know, tell people not to record. And also, let's be honest. Yeah. Some of the stuff in this panel was really questionable. Do you really want that recorded? If we want to anger a minor, then yes. We're, we're not going to go there. <laughs> I, 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 I remember that joke, but we're not going to go there. Yes, <laughs> yes. However, in regards to things that you shouldn't record, I'm going to tell you right after break, it has something to do with hentai. Oh, God. Hi, my name is Kaname Chittery, and you're listening to something, I think it's called Otaku Hourly. I am looking for Sosuke. If you tell me where he is, you can listen to this show all day if you want. Hey everyone, Jonathan Joestar Beltran over here. Now before we get into the dirty, dirty things with hentai, I think we better start eating our whole wheat and be wholesome when I feature this segment from an interview that we did over at Anime Los Angeles with a scholar named Roland Keltz. He is the author of the book Japan America, which basically documents the this sort of Mobius strip or back and forth, influence Japan, America, America, Japan, etc., etc. And we go into the whole aspect of why this field of study, why study about anime and Japanese culture. Well, part of it's personal, because my mother's Japanese. So I went to kindergarten in Japan when I was five and a half years old. And I used to travel to Japan frequently in the summers with my mother, So I've always had a relationship with Japanese culture and the country. Um, But also, when I was uh, five and a half or so, I I saw a show called Ultraman and fell in love with it um, deeply, so much so that when I got back to the States, I couldn't understand why you couldn't find Ultraman on TV. Yeah, I was five and a half, so my father had to explain to me that (laughs) television is not the same. Uh, after you cross the Pacific. But, um, yeah, and then as I got older, I mean, I think I became much more interested in the aesthetics, um, particular to Japan. So I talked about them a bit today, the two-dimensional approach to animation. So, for example, what Pixar does, um, Japanese anime studios don't really even try to do. The audience there appreciates the two-dimensional uh, illustration, super flat illustration. And also the stories are different. There's a different approach to storytelling. Yeah, remember Yeah, I mean, that would be, I suppose, an easy English language word to apply to it. It's um, it's mainly about very careful selection. So 
you know, a really, really broad example would be Hello Kitty. Um, the creators of Hello Kitty told me that their basic equation or their basic, basic model for Hello Kitty is uh, 16 lines and no mouth. So if you actually trace the illustration, you can see what they mean. There, you can do the entire face with 16 lines and you don't have a mouth at all. So impressionistically, it, it's somewhat, um, it's somewhat reflective of what you see in traditional Japanese culture, uh, artifacts of Japanese culture, such as haiku. That's probably the one, haiku poetry, that most Westerners know. Um, it's very few <laughs> lines on the page. And in fact, in Japanese, traditionally Japanese is read vertically and with uh, kanji characters, which are taken, many, most taken from the Chinese. And those characters are visual representations too. So they're ideographs. So when you look at a haiku poem on the page, you're seeing something visually quite beautiful in addition to the content, in addition to actually reading it. But as you know, most of the page is blank. So, you know, a haiku poet would say that the white space is just as important as the words on the page. So, it, again, I'm, I'm making a broad leap, but if you look at Hello Kitty and how few lines there are, and the fact that there's no mouth, so you don't even know what the expression is supposed to be, that enables you as a viewer to enter into the experience. In other words, your own imagination starts to create Kitty's personality. That's right. So it, it so it gives you space to what we might call projection, to project something onto the character. If everything is filled in, there's almost no room for you to your imagination to do anything. I often show um, Jack Kirby's work, some of his work. He's an I mean, extraordinary American artist. But, you know, he would load the page. <laughs> so when you're looking at Jack Kirby's work, it often feels like you're looking at something that's on a stage. So you don't really enter it. You observe it. It may be great to look at, but you're observing it. Whereas with um, a manga drawing, Frequently, there's a lot of white space. There's a lot of room for you to enter into the experience. And if it's effective, then you experience it more intimately, I think. And so we digested our whole wheats. And just to let you know, there's still more in that cereal box right over on our mix cloud. With that being said, let's get into the dirty things. Are you ready, Christian? No. Okay. It sounds like you are. It sounds like you are. In fact, I actually... So, let me preface this. Um, I actually met with a few people, right? Mm -hmm. And this was after Masquerade, which I will talk about also. However, dirty things come first in me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to peel back the, the viewing. Jojo here, he just grabbed a bag. Yes. He's reaching in his bag. Yeah. Oh, he's putting on notes. I thought he had examples. Okay, we're I mean, safe. I, I could. I just I, don't I thought have he had any. the actual merchandise now. <laughs> I, I mean, we could possibly get the, uh, the official merchandise if you want. 
All you got to do is ask, Christian. I know, and that's what's scary about it. I know. It's great. Being a platform. I know. It's great. What you got? <laughs> okay, so, as you can see, in my little personal notebook, which is aptly named the Garden of Eden Passport. This little black book. Yes, exactly. The screen. Exactly. So, I want to let you know that I have, like, about six full pages of recommendations, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. And the thing is, this panel, I went with three people who I met after ma- uh, before, during, and after Masquerade. And so we were thinking, what do we do? We found this panel, hentai worth reading. And so we got a whole bunch of recommendations for, for about an hour. And it's varied, actually. We get, we get, you know, hentai where it's like, you know, dudes, girls, porking, and whatnot. And then you also get yaoi, which is basically two dudes fucking and then later on you they added stuff like yuri you know two girls fucking and then futanari which to those who don't know it's basically a girl with a dick and so we get several recommendations about this uh some of the good ones that i actually got here were let's see i'm I'm trying to think what are some of the good ones oh here we go Oh, Kogals, sluts, and whatever. It's the best way I could sum this up is dark skinned slut bullies. I know that sounds racist. I know, Christian. Say that, repeat that for me, please. So the title of it is Kogals, sluts, and whatever. So you know, like the whole term, like Garu, where it's like dark skinned girl, Mm -hmm. blonde hair, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the best way that I summed it all up were dark skinned slut bullies. (laughs) Right. And you're probably wondering, Jojo, are you racist? Well, send don't 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 email me then. Yeah, yeah, don't add him. Yeah, don't add redacted. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want my personal. Anyway, so, yes, there are things like that. And there's actually a scene where you get an old dude and then one of the main characters, she basically, you know, she needs some money and she has nothing else to do. So she's like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to have sex with you. Then later on, you realize in the in the pages ensuing, at least according to the panelists, he actually knows how to do it he's like the ron jeremy of sex and she's like oh my gosh please don't stop and so you get more pages like that so yeah kogal sluts and whatever then you get to the yaoi things and christian i i think you'll name one because i know we have to get to other interviews too yes so one of them is called wild boyfriend it's more of a bl they just dick down constantly there's a scene where one of the dudes is making a cake on another dude and he uses one of the frostings as lube uh, now, actual frosting not... yeah actual frosting not a uh, different type of frosting. Just frosting. All oh, right, real frosting. Yeah, real frosting. Okay. There's another one, uh, which is a Yuri called Many Many Sisters. Dad basically clones his daughter, and when the daughter sees this, he's like, "Dad, what the fuck?" And Dad's like, "Yes, you should fuck all your clones." And then you get Futanari. Uh, you know, uh, there's one called Futaboo, which is a really popular series. It's just a bunch of girls with dicks coming buckets. Then that's basically the hentai worth reading panel that I went to. I, I, I'm, I'm not even going to ask. I'm, I'm not. I'll tell you what. We're going to go to commercial break. 
whether you like it or not, Jonathan. Um, still to come, I have an amazing interview with members of Chocolate Covered Cosplay. Way more wholesome than this conversation has been. I'm so happy we're going back that way. Don't go anywhere. This is Otaku Warily. Otaku Uraraka, and you're listening to Otaku Hourly! Yay! <laughs> I'm your show host, Jonathan Joestar Beltran. And I'm Christian Wiseman. So, after, you know, divulging in a whole bunch of 18-plus things, as well as sacrificing every bit of my dignity on the radio. Oh, yeah, you ain't got no number. I know, right? And I still managed to host this show for some reason. Anyways, we're going back to the wholesome segment over here. Thank God. So, um, at the Anime Los Angeles convention, I had the chance to interview a wonderful and amazing group of cosplayers, chocolate-covered cosplay. Uh, with Ginger and Angel T. And I'm not even going to say no more. Here with me today, we have representatives from Chocolate Covered Cosplay. Can you go ahead and introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Ginger from Chocolate Covered Cosplay. We're at a very unique spot. I actually like this. We're out in the elements today. We're, we're here at the, uh, I guess, the artist table, so, which is it's a nice. You see everybody in costume and cosplay. And that brings me to my first question. What got you started in the cosplay? Um, actually, my first cosplay was in high school. I had a friend who I kind of knew about anime, but um, I had a friend who was all about manga, all about anime, and she taught me all about everything. So she was like, oh, we have to go to a convention. I think it was PMX, actually. Oh, okay. She was like, let's go to this convention. It'll be super cool. Try to dress up for something, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we can dress up. That's cool. So from there, you just got hooked.
Would you say there's a um, part of the art is like to make variations on what you put your costume as? Is it like is it acceptable? And similar with our other interviews that we've done on the show, you can listen to the full version of it on our Mixcloud for Otaku Hourly. And speaking of interviews and interviewing amazing women, I actually interviewed an, another amazing woman by the name of Morgan Berry. She voiced roles in Love Life Sunshine, Akuma no Riddle, My Hero Academia, and I actually got to talk with her in regards to her voice acting career, how she got started, as well as her own YouTube channel where she does a lot of song covers of anime music, and particularly one where she mixes Voltron and Despacito. I've been a singer for years. I used to be in a girl band. I've been singing professionally since I was 14, and so... And I love anime, and so I figured, you know what? I want to sing some of my favorite music from anime shows in English. I want to adapt these lyrics, and I'm very picky about lyrics. And some of the covers I heard on YouTube, I just wasn't impressed with the lyrics. And so I was like, you know what? I'm a singer. I'll make it myself. So I did, and then it took off. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That song was hard to write. Parodies are hard, but I'm a huge Voltron fan, so I had the material, you know? I, whew, that, that song took me like, I don't know, three months to write. It was hard. Despacito is so fast paced, and the, uh, it was hard to, because I strive to hit every single syllable so that it's the same notes, the same tempo as the original. And with Despacito, that was extra hard. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was so difficult, my song choice. And where did the whole thing is like, you can change my lyrics? Oh, yeah. 
honestly, I couldn't think of anything to go there. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, you know what? This will be cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had things that I wanted to stuff in that verse, but not all of it would fit with the si amount of syllables. I couldn't, uh, everything I had written down for that verse that I wanted to use wouldn't fit. And so I thought, you know what? What if I just go off book for this part? Yeah. And so that's, yeah. yeah I Thank you. I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> Full interview on the Mixcloud. Anyways, like I promised before, Masquerade. Uh, I will do want to say this was better organized from last year because uh, not only did we get to see all the acts without as much delays as before, uh, the quality of it was actually really consistent. Like we saw a lot of skits as you as per usual. We did see a lot of fashion, and not only that, uh, there were moments where there were actually stunts being perform performed. Sora, there was one who was cosplayed as Sora. He did a lot of flips. He did a lot of jumps, and he was he was nominated and won for Audience Choice for like best expert level. I think my favorite part was actually the halftime, where much like last year, it included the core dance crew, which is basically self-explanatory, a dance crew, and they actually do a lot of dances based on anime. And this one is basically about a dude who just wants to watch whatever anime he wants to watch, like action or slice of life, shoujo, magical girl. And they base the dance all around that. And I would say it's extremely, extremely exhilarating and entertaining. Like, seeing them perform live, it's not only funny, it's also, like, a big celebration to what anime is and what anime is usually known for, either uh, famously or notoriously for. And I, I think for what it's worth, like, definitely go see them wherever they are. Do yourself a favor. Speaking of which, another panel... I really liked was Grand Geek Gathering's Unnecessary Debates. The title in itself is already self-explanatory. It's just really unnecessary, yet it's very fun where they take a concept such as who would make a better pet, Meowth or Nina, the hybrid or chimera hybrid between a scientist's daughter and his dog. And allow me to say, it's one of those panels that you think it's ludicrous you think it's dumb it kind of is at the same time you have fun with it and I think a big highlight of it all is actually the people who are actually debating about it like there was a point where they talk about who would win in a rap battle Vegeta or Armstrong from Fullmetal Alchemist and Ooh, that sounds like it was a good Oh, there, it was a really good debate because the thing is, Vegeta has all the street cred because, one, he has Bulma. Two, he keeps trying his best, and he's the fan favorite. Armstrong is simply just because he's Armstrong. Yet, I think someone actually gave a really good counterpoint when Marcellus, one of the debaters for Vegeta, actually said, you know what, Armstrong, Armstrong is the Drake of rapping. When he said that... It was already sealed that they won. <laughs> so, unnecessary debates. I, I don't know if I can agree with that, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just know that they, they, they did it. They, they did it. 
Yeah, that, that sounded like a fun time, a fun panel to go to. Yeah. Um, I had a chance to go to the Voice Actors Roundtable. Oh, yeah, which, yeah. Which, it was a fun panel. All the uh, voice acting guests um, at the convention were there at that panel, unless they were doing the panel themselves. Right. And it was a pretty fun convention. Uh, it was a pretty fun panel. And uh, I learned that one of the uh, voice actors that was the guest of honor, Skip, uh, this was his second convention ever, and yeah, I remember, second time here at Anime Los Angeles. Yeah, I remember you telling me that actually. And so he he's completely new to the convention scene, so he doesn't really get just how loving the anime fandom is once they find out that you do something amazing and something that they love. And I want to get an idea. How old is this guy? Oh, he's um. I don't know exactly, but it looks, he's, he looks to be in his about 50s. Oh, wow. Um, he did uh, Vicious in Cowboy Bebop. Right. As well as Might Guy in Naruto. Uh, Naruto. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been around. So um, he told us a story how he was doing his, uh, his autograph signings, and someone came to have him sign a Funko Pop. He had no idea what a Funko Pop was. Which was pretty hilarious wow, and pretty what? great, and um, to the point where Colleen Clinkenbeard, uh, who was at the panel, was like, "Ooh, can I keep him?" Because <laughs> she thought it was just so adorable. Um, anyway, to the story. So he's uh, he signed the the pop. The couple came back about thirty minutes later to give him a Funko Pop of the same character he did. And then here's the funny thing: the people behind them also brought a Funko Pop for Skip. What? So he had two Funko Pops of the, sa- of the same character, which is amazing. Wow. And um, another thing is he got so in-depth with the ribbon game. So he pretty much won out of all the uh, guest talent that were there. His ribbons were the longest. So he had it pretty much went off the stage and down. Yeah, I remember in closing ceremonies, he boasted about how long his ribbon game is so yeah i'm going to try to do that next year i I need to get my ribbons like that oh you know what talking about ribbons we were teasing with them about our ribbon ideas yes we were Mm -hmm. so one of them we're planning on actually making our own otaku wireley ribbons uh we haven't thought about the design thus far I mean, we're gonna have our logo. What? What? Regardless. Yeah, the logo's gonna be on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we we don't want it to be straight advertising ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we've made that decision. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. You know what? I actually want to make the challenge about like you know how I usually ask people what are your top three anime. Uh huh. That's gonna be the thing. Give us. All right, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Give do us, that. Give us a top three. And anime. then I know we were thinking about doing some personal ribbons too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, I was think, I already said it earlier the time warp idea. And um, another thing, musical related. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because everywhere on the internet, my username is redacted. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's all music related because I'm a musician. So I want to put something musical in my ribbon. Oh, you know what? I know. I just came up with this right off the bat. My ribbon on how you get it is: tell me your guilty pleasure. Tell All me your right. guilty pleasure anime, or just guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's gonna be my ribbon. I don't know how it's gonna be designed. Maybe it'll be an amateur dick dick uh, picture, but you know that that'll be a thing. 
or not a thing. So we'll whatever shred of, shred of dignity I have thus far. I do want to say, unfortunately, we didn't cover as many of the panels as, as, as I wanted to. I do want to give a quick shout out to Eric Vale for bad dating advice. Um, That's beautiful. Shout out to the person who said, hey, I can make you dinner at home. Uh, outliving the otaku expiration date with Richard Neely, a very good change of pace to the very energetic feel of a con. And also uh, Zim High the for the uh, independent film all about a Zimbabwean teenager who wants to make anime for a living. So, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to those guys. Um, featured segment later on in the future. Show host Jonathan Joseph Beltran. And I'm Kristen Wiseman. See you all next to Taco Bye bye. <laughs>